Welcome to another episode of the 412 Podcast. We're so glad you're here. My name is Jeremy Davis. I'm the Associate Pastor here at FBC Mustang, and I'm here with my co-host, Lauren. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We have just a couple quick announcements for you. On October 22nd, we have our 55 plus worship service with Pastor Michael and Marcy. We've done one like this in the past and it'll be the same thing. This is just open to anyone who would enjoy a morning of music, teaching and fellowship. You don't have to sign up or be a member of our church to attend, but this is something that will have coffee and donuts provided and you can show up from 10 to 11 and it's in the choir room. And then our next big event is our Ladies' Night of Theology. That will be on November 1st from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. This is also open to ladies of all ages. As we just dive deeper into scripture with Pastor Michael, it's a free event and you don't need to sign up. But it is not open to men. It is not open to men. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's. Uh, I hear nothing but great things, and every time one comes by, I'm always a little jealous I don't get to be there. But uh, my wife will be there, and uh, if you're a lady out there, be sure that you're a part of that. Another thing to be looking for, uh, if you are on campus at our church, we just had a new bookstore open. So be sure to go and check that out. Uh, there's a big sign there that says Resource Corner. Um, my understanding is that eventually that sign will change, and it'll probably say Bookstore or something to that effect. But uh, this is uh, these are these are books and resources that have been carefully selected by our pastoral staff, and uh, they're there to just help uh, additionally equip uh, the saints for the work of the ministry. Uh, that that Ephesians 4:12 model, and that's kind of what we're always working towards. But that is a great place to go and, and check out some books and resources, things you may not have read or just recommendations if, if you need them. Uh, and it'd be a great place to go find gifts and things because uh, we are headed into that holiday season here that, very shortly. That's a great idea. And I noticed that some of the resources are for kids as well. Yeah. So parents, be looking out for those resources for your children and your families. But that's there's right. a wide variety out there. Yeah. Well, we have a very special guest, a very special episode, and Lauren, I'm going to let you introduce this very special guest. Today we have Lawson Kraut, who is my husband. Yes. And he's going to discuss with us about the Puritan Conference that Jeremy and myself attended with him, and you can go ahead and get us started. Yeah, like. it, was a, it was a great trip. Lawson, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, so have you listened to all of the episodes? I have. Okay. Well, have you released the one with Michael yet? Yes. yes. Yeah, I the not, hermeneutics. One, I have yeah. not listened to that one Okay. Yet, but all the others, yes. That uh, My wife, Chelsea, said that was one of her favorites, was the hermeneutics episode. And uh-huh. it's mostly because Michael is sharing his expertise, and I'm doing very little talking, so <laughs> that would be why. Well, we're at the Puritan Conference uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, it's been last week for us at the time of this, I guess uh, the time that people are listening to this episode, it'll be a couple weeks ago now, um, and it was October 5th through the 7th. Uh, it was in Los Angeles, California, uh, on the campus of Grace Community Church, where John MacArthur pastors. Um, it was led by Joel Beakey, who is the president of Puritan Reformed Seminary. And do you know where they're located? They're also in California. It's No, it's Grand Rapids, Michigan. I oh, believe. Grand Rapids, Michigan, not California. It's somewhere in Michigan. Okay. Um, but uh, he's a great pastor, speaker, author. I have a number of his books um, and got a brief moment to meet him, uh, which was excellent. I got a book signed by him. Uh, but the Puritans uh, are one of those parts of, of our Christian history that we often forget about. A lot of people are not aware of them. 
Um, and as you were just saying, Lawson, uh, sometimes people look at you and say, are you thinking Pilgrim? Uh, is that what you're talking about? But no, that's, that's not who we're talking about. Uh, so today's episode, what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of share a few of the highlights from the event, uh, some of the things that stood out to all of us, because all three of us were there at that conference. So Steve Lawson opened the conference with the history and the theology of the Puritans. Uh, and just a couple things that he mentioned in there that I thought were so good were that the Puritans were the spiritual redwoods, as J.I. Packer calls them, for us as uh, American Christians, and that they stood on the shoulders of the Reformers. Um, and I don't know about you guys, but the Reformers are always those characters that really stick out in church history for me. And uh, I know that I know that that's uh, they get a lot of attention, um, and, and you know I have a daughter named Calvin, and those are guys that I've studied and, and learned from and gleaned from. But the Puritans kind of connect uh, the reformers because they stood on their shoulders, and then us as Americans because uh, they kind of predated the the Pilgrims coming over um, as they were escaping persecution uh, in England. Um, and another thing I thought was really interesting uh, was that you have guys like William Tyndale and John Knox. Uh, they are the what Lawson called the pre-Puritans. Um, and I should clarify, when I say Lawson here, this is <laughs> Steve Lawson, not Lawson Kraut, who's on the show. <laughs> um, but I, I found this whole session to be uh, very informative, uh, very helpful, just kind of placing in history where the Puritans were at. They're between... Uh, our pilgrims and the reformers, they're escaping the persecution of, of uh, England, and they're pushing back on Mary the First, uh, Bloody Mary, who is, who is killing believers um, and anybody that, that was rejecting the Catholic Church. And it wasn't until James 1 came around uh, and he commissioned the King James Version of the Bible that uh, really they, the Puritans began to find any kind of freedom or, or relief from, from their government at the time. So on the next session, uh, Joel Beakey spoke on adoption, which I found really helpful. Um, He mentioned that the Puritans found adoption as the apex of salvation. Um, So it's more than just justification. It's a richer blessing. Mm -hmm. It's the judge coming down after acquittal and inviting you to be family. Uh, He he said that it harmonizes the judicial and familial aspects of our uh, salvation. And I just really liked how he talked about uh, how it affects all of our relationships. Uh, we should expect hostility to the world. Yeah. Uh, we should um, be excited about our glorious inheritance with the Father that's coming in the future. Yeah. Uh, our relationship to ourselves. Uh, we should strive for holiness. Um, and especially to the church when he mentioned that we should lay down our lives for our brothers. Uh, it should knit us together closely in unity with mm. our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Um, so that was what I found really helpful on that session. Yeah, absolutely. Lauren, you had uh, anything you wanted to share? Yeah, I, I think that when it talks about adoption, it was talking about all the benefits that we have. And we share in the benefits with Christ because mm-hmm. we're co-heirs with Christ. And that should thrust us to share the gospel. That should thrust us to love others more. And just the blessings that come from that um, in our earthly families and in our spiritual families and the gifts that come with that and how that should really strengthen our faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a, what a great testimony the, the Puritans were to uh, reflect on and give thanks to God uh, for that. And we should, we should follow up and, and do the exact same. 
uh, because that, that doctrine of adoption, that, that idea there has not changed uh, from the times of, of the apostles to today, and that includes the Puritans for sure. All right, so one of the main speakers or the most prominent would be John MacArthur, and he kind of opened up the conference, wrapped up the conference, and he spoke on expository teaching. So for both of you, since you both regularly teach, what did you get out of that session? So this wasn't on his session. It was on the Q&A right before. But John MacArthur said, people aren't impressed by what you know. They want to know if you love them. And I thought that was really helpful. You can give a big theological talk to your congregation and not, and you're talking over them. You're not telling them things they need to know, things that apply to their lives. You're just showing them how smart you are. And I think it, a pastor should really know how to apply the word to his congregation, and they should be able to see his love for them, not only in the sermon, but obviously throughout his day-to-day life in the church. So that was really helpful to me. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so he, he taught on his very last session was the, the 15 reasons that apparently he had tailored back from 43 or, or something like that, uh, reasons to preach expository sermons. Um, number four on his list was the submission to Scripture. Now, Scripture is the focal point of everything we do. Uh, he does for his church and his ministry. I know that is the focal point of our church and our ministries. Uh, everything we do, and we've talked about it a number of times on this podcast, everything we do goes back to Scripture being God's word, and that's what we're founded upon. Um, but he mentioned uh, submission to Scripture, um, and one of his one of his quotes there were, uh, "It's not the preaching that accelerates my soul; it's the communing with God in His Word." Um, so that that exhilaration of of studying through a passage and preparing and letting God's Word uh, work on you um, and correct you um, and and get you right before you ever go to preach. And I can't agree with that statement more. And it was such a good reminder to hear that uh, from, from a guy I respect like MacArthur. Um, and, and then to come back uh, to, my, to my regular church ministry and uh, the things that I'm doing here, uh, especially as I was getting ready to preach uh, here at, at Mustang. Uh, it was just a good reminder uh, that, that the exhilaration there, the exciting thing is, is not necessarily the preaching, although that, that is something I enjoy doing. Um, it's really the communing with God through his word uh, that is so important. That's, that's, that's a critical step in our teaching and our preaching. Another great session was from Kevin DeYoung. Uh, he spoke about uh, Puritans on preaching, which obviously any preaching assistance and help that we can get is, is always very important. Lauren, as, as we just had conversations there at the conference, I thought you had a great perspective on that. Um, and obviously not being someone in the room who is preaching regularly, um, I thought I thought what you were gleaning from his message on that uh, was was really insightful and really helpful. If you wanted to speak to that, sure. So at the conference after this session, Jeremy said, "Lauren, I noticed you took a lot of notes on the Puritan approach to preaching." He said, "What what are you getting out of this?" Yeah, because he noticed that some of the other ladies weren't taking notes. Right, and I said, "Well, obviously, as a woman, I'm not a preacher. Never will be a preacher. That's just not biblical." But I said, "I really." like to know what my expectations should be, yeah. mm-hmm. um, how I can be looking for that type of preaching, 
how I can follow along when I am being preached to, and also how to kind of sit under that type of preaching and what my responsibility is. And I really like that it just talked about how, um, you know, preachers and pastors, they need to have a certain way of constructing their, their message. And, you know, as, as a woman, no, I'm not preparing sermons every week, but I love knowing the heart behind it. And I love knowing how much time and how much preparation really goes into the preaching and teaching every Sunday. And I, I just really enjoy seeing how, um, preachers are challenged to really have a high standard for Mm -hmm. their theology and their hermeneutics and their understanding of God's word and and what goes into that. Yeah. And I I loved that Kevin DeYoung pointed out, uh, four, four simple things, explain the text, apply it, illustrate it, defend it. And that is what, um, you know, being led by Michael Staten in our church, uh, he, he leads out in that. Um, I think all of our pastors, uh, do that, and uh, I'm I'm very grateful to be a part of a church and, and a part of a group of men who take that so seriously. Um, and I also love that he pointed out, as a current seminary student, and Lawson, I know you are a current seminary student, he pointed out that we do not need to bring up every seminary debate in our sermons. Uh, and so that was very helpful because I think it's easy to, you know, as we're studying and working through those things, as we're also preparing to teach or to preach, uh, it's easy for those things to seep in. Uh, and sometimes they're just not constructive in the moment. Yeah, I liked when he pointed that out because most of the time the people you're preaching to aren't going to think about those debates right. or come, in, come into contact with them yeah, on a regular that's right. basis. That's right. So Jeremy and Lawson, I'd love to know kind of throughout those few days of the conference, what were some high points for you or things that really have still resonated with you? Yeah, so... Um, for me, it's always neat to get to go and see in person some of my heroes of the faith and, and guys that I look up as, as other pastors and, and preachers. Um, and so I got to meet several of them um, and, and got to be around them briefly. Um, so that, that was a really neat experience and kind of a high point for me. Uh, but also listening to John MacArthur and John Piper's um, Q&A session, um, mm-hmm. it was it was probably one of the best Q&As I've ever heard. Uh, Jeff uh, LaDuke, our executive pastor, was texting me kind of through it because he, as he was watching the live stream at home. And he, he said, uh, I think that's the best q and I've ever listened to. Um, and I've told several people they need to go and listen to it once Puritan posts all of that on their website. Um, but the whole, the whole uh, Q&A was started with them simply asking the question, what do you appreciate about one another? And it just just a moment that they just kind of got to share some some things that they they appreciate about the other things they like uh, things that they're thankful for, and these are two pastors. If you've ever listened to them, uh, you know that they are very different in in the way they preach, mm-hmm. uh, just just in the way they express uh, emotion um, and things like that. John Piper is very animated. Uh, it's it's not uncommon for him to be moved to tears. Uh, whereas MacArthur is very stoic, uh, you know, he's he's kind of flat foot standing in one spot. Uh, his expression doesn't change. His tone doesn't really change a whole lot. Uh, but these guys are very different. And, and the very first thing out of MacArthur's mouth towards Piper was that he appreciated everything about him. And I just thought, what what a cool statement. What a, what a cool thing to hear, especially in our culture, in our context today. There, there is. We're so quick to criticize people. Uh, mm-hmm. We live in this this uh, 
uh, cancel culture, and that easily can seep into the church. And um, I just thought it was so neat to hear them uh, just talk about one another and appreciate one another. And then Piper talked about how he looked up to MacArthur, uh, although they're especially now relatively close in age. Uh, MacArthur was preaching for years before Piper had started preaching. And so mm-hmm. looked up to him kind of as a mentor and as, as a pace setter. Um, and I just, I just thought the whole tone of that, the Q and a just started off so well. Uh, but they talked about a number of things from, uh, the influence the Puritans have been in their life to the way that they have responded to culture, uh, like the Puritans had to respond to their culture and respond to world leaders and, and different stuff. And it was just really, really helpful. And it was good just to hear those guys just not speak uh, in, a, in a planned manner, but just, just listen to their heart um, as they just kind of express some of the things that they're thinking through and, and work through, and especially just just to see the, the care and the love that they had for one another. Uh, even as different as they may be, there's still that that commonality of, of Christ as our Lord that, that they clearly shared with one another. For me, um, in John Piper's um, session, he titled "The Joy of the Puritans." I found it very helpful, especially to me. Um, he went to Luke ten twenty seven that says, "Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength." And he said that really should be translated, love the Lord your God from your heart, Hmm. with your soul, mind, and strength. And he mentioned, he just kept talking about the affections. We must have spiritual affections for God or we cannot be spiritually minded. And I think as men, sometimes we we go for the stoic route. Um, We try not to show our emotions. We try to uh, hold those back. And we don't often feel the joy uh, or the sorrow with our sin, the joy with our salvation, the joy when God uh, blesses us in in so many different ways. And I think uh, we don't often express emotions like that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, when you listen to John Piper, he's expressing a lot of emotions. (laughs) I think he said we are spiritually or emotionally crippled or something like that. And I think that that can be true for me a lot of the time. And so I think that was helpful to just see that it's not, that's not something we should hold back. We should, I mean, obviously we should rejoice with those who rejoice and um, and mourn with those who mourn. And so that was a really helpful session to me. And I think I did a good job applying this in your Sunday school class when I cried a little bit while I was <laughs> teaching. And so, um, yeah, I I think that was really helpful for me. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's excellent. What what about you, Lauren? What was a high point for you? One of the sessions I went to, it was a breakout session, and you could choose what you went to, and so not everybody attended, but it was the Puritans on the Family by Jeremy Walker, who is a, a pastor. And I really liked how he talked about how the Puritans, the way that their family and the structure of their family um, it was just all established on Christ, and they were striving towards a goal, um, not of sinless perfection, mm-hmm. but they wanted to display all of the joys and sorrows that come with a family. And I really liked how the goal of the family is to, um, you know, everybody has their role, and you can please God in every role of mm-hmm. the family, whether it's the parent, the child. Um, and, and the goal is the salvation of all its members. And it's also the sanctification of all its members. And it was really convicting because there was a part that said, um, that he brought up 
it was, you know, the way that you're structuring your family and your schedule and any routines, is it socially or politically motivated? Mm-hmm. Well, it needs to be Christ-centered and biblically oriented. Yeah. And so that's just most honoring to God. And I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that was a good breakout session that kind of switched gears a little bit, but it gave some history on the Puritans and how they how they had their family established in God's word. Yeah. Okay, so anytime we go to a conference, we get the conference schedule, we're looking at all the speakers, all the things coming up. What what was one thing that you were surprised by? Because we're always we always have people we're looking forward to and we're expecting and know will be good and they always are. But but who is someone that maybe you weren't thinking of or you didn't know as well that surprised you um, and it was someone you really appreciated walking away? I think for me, um, I really like Michael Reeves. I, I don't know that I was surprised that his was one of my favorites, but uh, I just really enjoy his British accent. Oh, yeah. And how much smarter he sounds than me. <laughs> uh, I saw him at the Shepherds Conference about five years ago, and I just I haven't listened to anything by him since. He's um, He's not usually on my list of people I listen to, but... I just love um, his vision of the Puritans, his vision, his vision of the big God of the Puritans. Yeah. Um, and he said he had a quote from Stephen Charnock that said, "Your reaction to God's holiness depends on whether you love light or fear exposure to the light." Hmm. And I thought that was uh, convicting because oftentimes we look at God's holiness. Obviously, that should be something um, that believers should strive for, but I think sometimes we shy away from that because yeah. we don't want even our forgiven sin exposed to the world. So Yeah. I know for me, Jeremy Walker, which Lauren just mentioned, uh, he was one that I didn't, I wasn't very familiar with, um, but he was super insightful, um, had a lot of great things. He also had a great British accent, um, very different than Michael Reeves' That's accent. True. Uh, so I don't know exactly the geography of the accents, but I do know that they were different uh, and very good, uh, each in their own way. But I love that he talked about, he kind of exposed the Puritans as real sinners uh, in, in, in one of his messages, and uh, as he talked about the perplexities of the Puritans. And so I think it's easy um, for us to take church history guys and kind of elevate them to the status of an apostle or a disciple or some kind of biblical character and want to take everything that they have to say as Bible. But in reality, they, they are, they're not uh, biblical authors. Their, their writings were not inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit the same way that uh, the biblical authors were inspired. And so although they can be very helpful um, and they can be very insightful, uh, even, even the Puritans, we have to remember, were still sinners. Um, and so I thought that was a great thing to draw out in the midst of this conference that's all built around the Puritans and who they are and what they did and how they help us today. Um, I thought that was it was just really really good. I was really surprised by uh, Jeremy Walker's being one of my very favorites. Mm-hmm. Any anyone for you, Lauren? Well, obviously, I agree with you. Yes, Jeremy Walker was a a pleasant surprise. I didn't know. Um, one of one of the things I actually enjoyed was watching all of the pastors from all over the world mm. be there, and that was encouraging for me. And um, just seeing the brotherhood. And the encouragement, I really enjoyed seeing that. That was surprising for me because I'm I'm there to attend. I'm, you know, it was kind of about me. What am I going to get out of this? Right. And what am I going to learn from the formal teaching? But it was a lot of the informal moments that were so encouraging. And yeah. 
the hospitality from Grace Community Church and just seeing um, all ages there. That yeah. was that was awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that for a moment. What was your favorite thing on campus or maybe something that, that stuck out to you on campus uh, as, as being something that made the trip a great one? I think just the overall hospitality of the campus was yeah. amazing. Uh, how friendly. I think they said they had 250 volunteers from their church helping yeah. run that. Uh, that's That was remarkable how friendly everyone was, how right. smooth everything went. Um, they really, you could tell they've done it before. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> they've, done it, they've done it before. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Sure. What about you, Lauren? I really enjoyed how it kind of felt... It kind of felt like its own little world. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. liked that. I, I enjoyed going to the bookstores. I enjoyed seeing all the resources that they had. Yeah. And, and I just think that um, going to conferences like this, it really gives you um, just fresh eyes to see things that, hey, I need to maybe look into reading this. Right. Or this is something I've never heard of. And, yeah. and those things are really encouraging and it, it's just good to meet new people, and we, we got connected with some old friends, and that was yeah. good as well. But, but yeah, just being there, the whole, the whole conference was such a blessing. Yeah, yeah. I, for me, I just think that being surrounded by like-minded uh, brothers and sisters in Christ uh, is so helpful, so encouraging. The, the entirety of their, their campus, uh, while there is a lot on their campus— it doesn't feel like an overwhelming place to be at. Right. Um, I think a lot of times we go to to big campuses like that, and it almost feels like an amusement park or something. There's there like you need a roadmap to get anywhere. Uh, but but the moment you kind of walk walk into the the gate, I guess, of, of the campus, uh, you get away from Roscoe Boulevard. Uh, and, and you're there uh, between the, the sanctuary and their hospitality building, um, you're kind of brought into a whole other environment. And, and like you said, Lauren, you, you kind of feel like you're in, in a whole different little world there, uh, kind of secluded. And it, it was it's just really, really uh, a fun place to be. Um, I loved the bookstore also. Huh. Um, <laughs> I, I know you loved the bookstore. I think Lawson has to buy a new bookshelf. Just for this uh, conference. I did buy a new bookshelf for this conference. <laughs> so how many books did you walk away with? Um, I think it's safer not to count them. Okay. You just you just put them away and, yeah, and yeah. read them later. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Lots of good books were there. Um, what about your favorite foods? What was your, your favorite meal we had? Man, they had really good hamburgers. Yeah, they did. The, the what was Sol- it called? Solo burgers. Solo burgers. Yeah, yeah. Reforming your burgers. Yeah, yeah. They were was, really good. Yeah, they were, they were delicious. What about you, Lauren? I enjoyed the cookies, the brownies, <laughs> <laughs> ice cream after every meal. Yeah, that was, was great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can I can agree with both of you on that. I love the burgers followed up with with ice cream and and cookies and all of that. Yeah, they did a uh, a great job. Uh, so what is the next conference you guys are headed to? Do you know yet? I have no idea. I would have liked to go to Shepherds with you all, but I think I'm going to India like really close to that. Okay. And we'll have just had a new baby, so maybe maybe not that one. What so about you, Jeremy? Are I'm you going, going? Yeah, I'm going to Shepherds in, in March with uh, with most of our pastors. Oh. Uh, not I think John and Kent will not be there, but everyone else will be there. So really looking forward to being back on campus, being there again. Well, I think we have talked about most aspects of the conference. And, and honestly, you can't uh, do a conference like this justice in a 30-minute in a uh, podcast episode. But 
Before we finished, I just wanted to uh, end with a quote from Samuel Rutherford, uh, a Puritan that I was introduced to at this conference. So I picked up one of his books and I've been been reading through it. Um, and he says, your life is hid with Christ in God, and therefore you cannot be robbed of it. Our Lord handles us as fathers do their young children. They lay up jewels in a place above the reach of the short arm of the barns, else barns would put their hands up and take them down and lose them soon. And, and a barn is a, a reference to a child. Um, he continues, our Lord has done this with our spiritual life. Jesus Christ is the high coffer in which our Lord has hid our life. We children are not able to reach up our arm so high as to take it down and take that life and lose it. It is in our Christ's hand. Oh, long, long may Jesus be Lord keeper of our life. Happy are they that can with the apostle lay their soul in the pond of the hand of Jesus for he is able to keep that which is committed in pawn to him against that day. And uh, this is in reference to Colossians 3.3 3 and 2 Timothy 1.12. Um, and just a reminder that, that Christ Jesus is the one who keeps and secures our salvation, uh, that we cannot earn it, uh, we cannot gain it, and we certainly cannot lose it once he has given it to us. I'm so grateful for that. Well, this has been a great, uh, great episode. It was a great conference. Uh, we're so grateful to get to uh, have the opportunity to be there and be a part of it. Our next episode, uh, we'll be talking about a mission trip we are uh, currently on as you're listening to this. Uh, we're currently on this mission trip uh, to Albany, New York. We're going to be working with a church planter named Rob Martinez. Uh, so we look forward to hearing from him uh, and hearing uh, how that trip went uh, on our next episode of the 412 Podcast. Thank you for joining us.